0: This is Trice Talk, Minipod for Friday night, July the 24th, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Minipod, that gap filler between episodes of Tristalk, Talk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular show where I limit the subjects and the time limit for the show itself as well. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Minipod. Well, I know the Olympics had the opening ceremony tonight, and um, I did entertain kind of the idea of maybe doing uh, a little segment about the Olympics, but I thought I would wait till Sunday night until uh, we see how it goes tomorrow and Sunday, uh, see how much protesting and how, <laughs> how much the American teams embarrass the U.S. Uh, by whatever they demonstrate on the field, but that is, uh, underway now in Tokyo. So hopefully I, I hope that the American teams do real well in the Olympics, but I also hope that, uh, it's not as bad as some people are saying, uh, as far as what to expect out of the Olympians and some of their, uh, actions during the Olympics as during the ceremonies, especially. So, like I said, I'm gonna talk about the border crisis tonight. Um, I've got three things I wanna share with you. And um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do the first one. And it's uh, audio that I found on newsmax.com. And it's an interview of uh, a guy called, his name, guy called. guy's name is Michael Savage. Uh, he's a controversial host of the Savage Nation radio show, which I don't know how many stations that it's on. It used to be pretty prominent. Uh, I used to be able to get it rather easily if I, if I were happening, I uh, happened to be out in the evening coming home from a job or something, but um, I have not found him as easily as I used to. Uh, Anyway, he was on uh, a Newsmax show show called Cortez and Pellegrino, I believe, how you pronounce that, where he's just commenting. uh, They ask him about Mitch McConnell, uh, and then he also comments on the border crisis, which is really the part of the the, uh, interview that I'm trying to focus on here. But... um, Michael Savage, if, if you've ne- never heard him, actually, this is the first time I've seen what he looks like. Uh, I've, I've heard him on the radio for a number of years, but I've never, I always imagined a different looking person than when I saw uh, him on the Newsmax interview. Um, I can say that when I've listened to him in the past, sometimes, sometimes I've gotten offended by the way he puts some things. He is a little bit radical in my opinion uh, a, r- a little bit radical in that he's too far, right. And, uh, he gets carried away and he's kind of like, um, uh, one of those radio personalities that really gets into a heated, uh, frenzy when he's talking about certain subjects. And so when he does, he, sometimes he spouts out some things that, you know, maybe I, I feel like he probably should have, uh, held back, but you know, hey, it's his show. He can do what he wants. So I'm just saying this to say that I don't agree with everything. If you've listened to Michael Savage in the past, uh, he has made comments and things about stuff that I, I do not agree with, but you know, I, it's a, it's that way with me and almost everything that I listen to, um, on, on TV and the radio. Uh, We don't always agree with everything that we hear, but, you know, sometimes people like that say things that uh, we're interested in. So I'm going to play this, it's about a three or four minute clip, I believe, where he's actually talking about what I I want to play for you. Um, Let me pull it up here. So it's, you know, it's one of those things that I have to get set up. And like I've said before, I'm by myself when I do the mini pod, so I don't have densely to run interference while I'm getting something set up. All right, let me get this plugged in here. And this uh, it it must start kind of midway into the interview because it starts out with a clip, uh, I believe, of Donald Trump talking because Michael Savage had actually... Interviewed Donald Trump, and they were. That's I think that's how the conversation about Mitch McConnell came up, is they were asking him about um, about his interview with uh, Donald Trump, and then about the Mitch McConnell leadership issue. But most of it, at least what I want you to pay attention to, is the um, comments on the border situation. So let's see. If I can, (laughs) well, it's not going to be as easy as I thought here. Uh Aha. All right, bear with me a second here. I get this set up. Okay. This should be the interview. Joining us now is the host of The Michael Savage Show. Michael Savage, great to have you with us once again, Michael. Uh, you know, I, I know President Trump wasn't talking about Steve and I. I think uh, this show, obviously, you know, completely different. We don't count as the mainstream media, but certainly they have gotten worse uh, than
1: ever. I love to see you too, smiling faces in this madness. Jen and Steve, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Folks, remember the Mariel boat invasion, what it did to America, what happened, the cocaine wars the decimation of South Florida, the killings, the murders. Most of the people coming in are not families. They're military age young men. This is the Honduran bus invasion. That's what I'm calling this. And what are they bringing to this country, this invasion of America? And I don't mean to offend immigrants. I'm the son of an immigrant, but I have to say it like it is. This invasion of America is a barbarous affront It's a new dark age that is emerging. It is the swamping of our nation's culture by the demands of tyranny of the left. And in this upside down world of the left wing, the Pharisee is rewarded and the good patriot is now a criminal. No one can argue with that. They've turned the world upside down. Anyone who speaks out is considered a criminal. Anyone who supports, uh, it's unbelievable to me. People supporting the invasion call themselves heroes. There's no heroics here. This is part of the... I'm sorry, go on. I'm sorry to stop. Yeah, yeah, no, you're making very valid points, uh, very valid points. But I do want to ask you also, because you did such a good interview with President Trump, congratulations on it. And in that interview, he was quite tough on Mitch McConnell. Let's have a listen.
2: Mitch is a bad leader. He always has been. And I could have told you that a long time ago. Uh, We would have had the wall a lot sooner if I didn't have the problem of him and Paul Ryan... And
1: uh, before we get to you, Michael, speaking of Mitch, I also want to show a tweet from our colleague here at Newsmax, Emerald Robinson, because I think it perfectly sums up who Mitch McConnell is. Uh, And this is what she says. Mitch McConnell, the GOP is the party of limited government. Also Mitch McConnell, everybody get the jab now or we're shutting America down again. I think she perfectly summed up there the establishment GOP with Mitch McConnell uh, at its head, unfortunately. But your thoughts about what Trump and Emerald have to say about Mitch McConnell? well i threw that bone to president trump i brought up mcconnell as one of the the rhinos and why this is happening, you're doing nothing and i said mcconnell is part of the problem and i used to call him a name on my radio show the gobbler i said for identification purposes donald didn't uh, pick up the bait on that one but it's more than a joke when you have a man who represents 70 million people still has the power of the senate 50 percent in his hands and does nothing. This is the do-nothing party. And that is because the RNC and the and the, uh, the business interests, the big business, the Bezos kind of interests are one and the same. They want this invasion for reasons I can pretty much figure out. And the fact of the matter is each immigrant is probably worth about $250,000. People don't know there's a price tag attached to the illegal immigrants. They think that they're just coming here to work. First of all, there aren't that many jobs. That's to begin with. Secondly, the benefits that are flowing into the hands of these agencies that support them, Catholic charities, Lutheran Family Services, Jewish Family Services, they're all in it, not for the religious, but for the dollar amount, the old greenback. The money is flowing like crazy and it's a disgrace because the end result is gonna be worse than the Mariel boat invasion. At least the Cubans brought us great cuisine great music. I'm a fan of Cuban music. I have been since I'm a kid. At least we got something out of it. I'm sorry to say, what are we getting out of this invasion? How are we going to take care of these poor people? Look at the bums in the streets, folks. Who's taking care of them? We hear about homeless, 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 homeless. Problem, problem, problem. So now we're adding to the problem instead of subtracting from the problem? It makes no sense. This is part of the mania that is taking over the nation. And the children who have been brought up on adderall i hope i'm not offending anybody listening to the show they're brainwashed drugged youth raised on adderall and now marijuana which has been legalized by and large they're brainwashed they're drugged they cashed it i'm, I'm, hey, I'm so good young to have people.
0: you i'm sorry we have, i'm offending the have young people i shouldn't do
1: that i'm offending <laughs> young people i should never do that
0: Hey, congratulations again on that great
2: interview with former president Trump, Michael Savage. Great to have you on the program tonight.
1: I love the two of you. Nice
0: smiles. You
1: make me happy. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank
0: you. Like I said, uh, <laughs> when he got into the Adderall and the, uh, the marijuana stuff of uh, the comments at the end, you know, but he's an old guy, fairly old guy. And, you know, kinda, I mean, there are some people, especially with the Adderall, they, Studies have shown that uh, that might have created more problems with some some kids that uh, were encouraged to take Adderall back. I think this was a thing really back in the uh, '80s, '70s, '80s, maybe into the '90s. But so I could have done without that last little reference there. But the point he was making, and uh, especially about the charities that are assisting and distributing these, they want to call them migrants. Now I'm still going to call them illegal immigrants. Um, even though immigrants is really probably not the proper word either, but these charities that are are assisting in that, and and I got the next article that I'm going to use, uh, kind of touches on that just briefly. But I thought that was a, a good connection there, that there are uh, charitable organizations that are apparently, or at least the insinuation is from some of the news media, is that these organizations are getting money. Uh, it doesn't say the federal government, but that's probably where it's coming from. Um, but they're getting money to help in this you know, to help assist in bringing these people in and then helping uh, send them out across the country. And I guess somebody's got to be taking care of them when they get to the cities that they're sending them to. So he brings up, a, I think, is a pretty good point that needs some uh, research, and I'm going to try to find some articles before Sunday night that maybe will support that or debunk that uh, comment that he just made. But you have to ask yourself, we talked the other night uh, on Trice Talk about seven, uh, in excess of 700,000 illegals so far this year, and they expected it to, to uh, reach a million by the end of this month in July. There's no reasonable explanation for that many people coming into this country in the manner which they are right now, there's just no way. And if you look at the pictures on Fox news, which is no other stations that really show those pictures, uh, of the, the floods of people coming, uh, across the border. But I saw one the other night where, uh, they were at a, a fenced, uh, where some of the border wall was up and there was a gate there and there was a number of officials on both sides of the gate and they were letting sections of people come in a little at a time. I don't know what they were processing them or they were not really sure what they were doing, but they were only letting a number of people come in at a time. Uh, But then I heard and a report later on that by the end of the day, that pretty much everybody that had been on the other side of the fence on the Mexican border side of the fence, uh, they were allowed to come in not a hundred percent of them, but, Majority of them and something that Michael Savage said in in this interview as well is if you notice, most of them are, I thought he said military age men, uh, you know, probably he's talking about 18 to 25, some somewhere in that range. A lot of single, apparently young men coming across the border without families. So, um anyway, that was Michael Savage's take on that and then the, he did make a brief uh comment about Mitch McConnell, which that's not my subject tonight, but I will say that I I've said before here on Tristalk on on Tristalk with Dennis Lee that Mitch McConnell in my opinion is one of the problems the Republicans in general have been a, a problem in in uh, Congress. Because when we had four years of Donald Trump, they really failed to support him in a manner which would have allowed a lot of things to get done, especially the first two years. Now, the second two years, uh, you know, they were kind of crippled because the Democrats took control of the House. But, um, you know, people like Mitch McConnell, and I I don't know anything about him personally. He may be a good man. But it's time for him to go because this old Republican guard crap that we've had to put up with, even through the Bush years, um, you know, when we get control of the presidency and we get control of the House and the Senate, and we don't get anything done, you know, you've got to point the fingers at the leadership in the Republican Party, the people that have the power to make the changes that we need. And Republicans are just as guilty as Democrats for not doing anything about the immigration issue ever since the Reagan years, when they promised, if you support this amnesty bill that we put forth, Mr. President, we'll fix immigration. We'll get together and we'll change the laws. We'll, we'll fix the things that need to be fixed so we don't have this problem again. Liars, liars, liars. So here we are 30 odd years later and we're still dealing with it, except now it's accelerated. Thanks to our, our President Joe Biden, it's accelerated and who knows whether the Biden administration is going to want to offer these uh, new people coming into the country amnesty or not? Wouldn't put it past wouldn't put it past them at all. But then again, it may be difficult mm-hmm. to uh, pass that in Congress right now. Even though the Democrats are kind of in the driver's seat of that, uh, at least we have a couple of Democrats that don't go for every extreme thing the liberals are trying to do. So that's the first thing. All right. Next, uh, item here. It's an article from, um, again, it's Newsmax and this is by Eric Mack and it's entitled, uh, the McAllen city manager warns migrants maxing out their bus system. All right. Let me pull that up here. So evidently, uh, there's so many people coming in to the city of McAllen, which McAllen McAllen is on the uh, the uh, furthermost southern tip of Texas. It's a border town, more or less. Um, so anyway, Eric Mac reports in this article. It says overwhelmed border patrol agents and facilities are sending out migrants crossing the southern border near McAllen, Texas, loading buses and planes to the point of capacity, according to a New York Post exclusive. We don't have enough private bus seats to get everyone out, City Manager Roy Rodriguez told the Post. The four bus companies operating at Central Station Bus Terminal in McAllen have added as many as six daily routes out of the area a total of 250 seats since the start of the Biden administration's border crisis. But they are still operating at capacity regularly, according to Rodriguez. All seats are already purchased for tomorrow, Rodriguez added to the post. So if anybody wants to buy a bus fare to head north, they have to wait two days. Rodriguez, citing uh, McAllen Transit Director Mario Delgado data said demand is at a record high, and most, if not all, of the surge is from illegal immigrations flooding the Border Patrol and facilities. Not all the migrants caught and released by Biden administration officials are being sent out with the Manila envelope with instructions on when and where they're supposed to appear in federal immigration court, Uh, the Department of Homeland Security acknowledged in late March. In some cases, families are placed in removal proceedings further along in the release process rather than while they're at the border patrol station. And then the pack buses are leaving many of the central uh, station waiting to leave as Rodriguez reported a 50% surge in the crowd. That's substantial because we're a pretty busy bus station to begin with, he told the Post. One of the bus companies there, Greyhound Lines, the largest in the country, confirmed the spike in ticketing since March, with a spokesman telling the Post some of the increase can be attributed to migrant travel. The Greyhound spokesman added that the company is not getting federal aid to support its operations, but would welcome assistance from the government as we continue to work diligently to provide travel support to migrant families. Now, that he says he's not getting federal aid. The spokesman for the Greyhound bus lines is, says he's not getting federal aid to support his operations. But I'm assuming somebody's paying for the tickets to send these people because I, 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 I would not believe that uh, Greyhound would be, just be loading up buses and uh, and carrying them to other destinations for free. Says, while it's not Greyhound's responsibility to specifically transport migrants, Greyhound strives to treat all passengers with dignity, he added. Don't really know what that has to do with it, but other carriers' trailways, which used to be called Continental Trailways, a Tornado Bus Company, I don't know if I'd want to write on that one, and El Expresso Bus Company did not respond to the post request for comment. Rodriguez cited the Catholic Charities Providing Support, ah, okay, for, for providing the support to buy the tickets in McAllen. So, sounds like Catholic Charity there in McAllen is paying for the tickets to send these migrants, illegal immigrants, <laughs> northward. Thank God for them, because I don't know where we'd be without them, he told the post. And then again, that's the guy from the, uh, uh, I guess, the Greyhound bus lines. We're continuing to attempt to ensure that everyone is tested so that anyone is removed from the line, whether it be the bus or the airplane, and that's the best they can do. These folks are not coming across to stay here, and therefore we've got to provide them a way to where they're headed. Uh, McAllen is in the Rio Grande Valley, where Republicans have focused their visits to view the border crisis firsthand, and Vice President Kamala Harris's one visit to Texas did not include this area. No, she stopped in El Paso, which was uh, fairly a mild stop compared to everything else that's going on in Texas it says around 260,000 migrants illegal immigrants people have gone through McAllen since February the 1st to federal according to federal data the illegal immigrants are caught and released by border patrol are tested for coronavirus at a government run site across the street from the bus terminal and then transferred to a nearby center run by Catholic Charities for an average stay of about 24 hours, the Post reported. Rodriguez told the Post that the center gets an average of 7,000 people per week, busing our half and the rest by airplane. So it looks like the Catholic Charities may be helping out. Now, the question would be, Are the charities, is the Catholic charity getting money from the federal government? That's a lot of tickets to be paying for folks without some of that money coming from some government agency. So I'm going to put that on my list of things to check out. All right. So the last thing I'm going to share with you is it's kind of good news. I, I take it as good news. <laughs> and again, uh, most of you know, if you've listened to Tri's Talk with myself and Dennis Lee, and even sometimes on uh, Minipods, I'll talk about uh, the fact that I'm from Texas. Uh, Dennis Lee is from Texas. He was born in Texas. Of course, he is my son. If you're new to listening to Minipod or TriSTalk. Talk, he's my oldest son. So we're from Texas, and so we we have an interest in things that still go on in Texas. Uh, even though I've I've separated myself from the Dallas Cowboys, I still care. I still have family there. Uh, we have family there, and we do care. You know about things that go on in Texas. So this story is uh, again from Newsmax. It's by Nick. Uh, Cout Sabinus, Caut Sabinus, I believe is how that's pronounced. It says Texas governor's border wall construction starts along the Rio Grande. And this this uh, article is from today. It says preparation for a new segment of Texas governor Greg Abbott's border wall project can be visibly seen developing near the West Texas town of Eagle Pass. On Thursday, work crews cleared out land sections and set up surveying equipment near the Camino Real or uh, should be Camino Real International Bridge. Sorry about that. Had to had to pronounce it differently there, which is a bridge that crosses the Rio Grande. Uh, The previous day migrants were seen, illegal immigrants were seen people crossing the big river into the construction site where several miles of concrete walls and metal fences will soon be erected, impeding access from the river. The site is part of the right-of-way for Texas State Loop 480, which parallels the border for several miles and is notorious for migrant traffic. Since Governor Abbott announced the border wall construction strategy last month, the Department of Public Safety has been working with local landowners who consent, who consent to temporary fencing constructed on their land by Texas military department engineers. Uh, referring to Eagle Pass, the Abbott spokesperson said that the Texas Department of Transportation has begun clearing vegetation and constructing a concrete barrier on state land after a competitive bid process. On Wednesday, U.S. Border Patrol apprehended nearly 100 Venezuelan migrants near the site in less than an hour. A hundred people in less than an hour. Uh, completion date for the Texas project is not provided at this time. Uh, Starcom Technical LLC of Austin is in charge of the project. So... Like I said, I mean, I kind of want to end uh, with that note because for me, this is some encouraging news. Uh, Even though in the scheme of things, it's going to take a long time for this to have an effect on what's going on right now on our southern border. But it's something to show our federal government that if they refuse to do anything to stop this crap show that's going on down there now, The states themselves are willing to take it upon themselves to do everything in their power to put an end to it, or if nothing else, slow it down. Uh, As governor of Texas, you know, a lot of people are not real happy with Greg Abbott's performance during his term, Um, you know, especially with that uh, power grid fiasco last winter, you know, when uh, the windmills froze and uh, there was a lot of blackouts in Texas. But I have to give him some credit, you know. and he may be doing this for political reasons, but I don't care, and I doubt the residents living in South Texas care either. At least they're starting to do something. This attempt to restart building sections of the border wall have to be encouraging to people out there. You know, the question is whether or not the federal government will try to step in and 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 stop them from doing this, but you know, um, hey, it, it's it's going to be worth it even if it goes to a legal challenge, because really, you know, if the federal government doesn't do their job, do the thing that they're supposed to do as part of, you know, their service to uh, American citizens, and that's to protect us, and that's to protect our borders, secure the borders, and make sure that you know we're you're not overrun by people from other countries when they're not doing it legally. So I'm hoping that, you know, what Greg Abbott is doing is going to send send uh, a signal to those idiots in Washington, D.C. that the states are not going to sit idly by and let the federal government, you know, continue to ignore their duties to the American people because it, you know what's going on down there is not only affecting the people in Texas although i did see a, an interview today uh, i believe it was a, a rancher or a farmer down in south texas that he said he and, and a group of other farmers or ranchers have have gotten together and they're planning on suing the federal government for damages because they're allowing these illegals to come across the border and they're doing damage to their property Uh, You know, if if a company, if it was a private company that was responsible for all this uh, chaos that's happening down there and they were damaging people's property. Well, the courts would most certainly uh, hold these uh, private companies accountable and make them pay damages, restitutions to these uh, farmers or ranchers that are being hurt by all this coming across. Um, So I'm I'm applauding greg abbott and getting this done i mean i know he signaled that he was going to do it and and uh there were some people who were skeptical that anything would get done but it looks like it's now in motion and about to uh start construction and i'm i'm hoping that the federal government doesn't try to interfere and it'll take a long time you know what actually it in my mind, it wouldn't be a bad idea for other states, especially Republican-controlled states, to uh, contribute to uh, Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, and uh, yeah, maybe California, <laughs> and 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 send money down there to help finish this border, the border fencing because it's to everybody's best interest because these people are coming to a town near you folks. And, um, as, as Michael Savage and a a number of other people have said, you know, this isn't free, this isn't a free ride. Uh, the the American taxpayers, those of us who are, have been living here all of our lives or even, uh, you know, naturalized citizens, um, Everybody that's paying taxes that uh, is in this country, they're going to be paying for what's happening right now. Think about it. A million people by the end of this month. They got to go somewhere. They got to be housed. They got to be fed. There's probably need medical attention. There's a number of the women that are coming across the border that, that, uh, that are pictures that I've seen that are pregnant So uh, they're going to need medical care. And, yeah, maybe charities are going to take care of it in some of the cities. But, you know, they're going to have their hand out to somebody else to pitch in. So kudos, Greg Abbott. Hopefully, maybe this will start happening in Arizona and New Mexico as well. And just show the federal government that we don't have to wait for you to do a damn thing for us. All right. That's it for tonight. Um, I appreciate you listening and downloading this episode. If you have, Um, I'll be back tomorrow night and maybe I might talk about the Olympics a little bit tomorrow night. It just depends on what other idiotic stuff comes across uh, the newswire before now and then and then of course don't forget dennis lee and i'll be back on sunday night with trice talk and we'll most surely talk about the olympics then so i hope everybody has a great saturday i hope if you're not having to work that you'll get to do something fun tomorrow and um i'm trying (laughs) i'm trying to uh Talk and, and key in the uh, exit song here. So anyway, I appreciate you listening. And main thing, keep the faith, everybody, and stay safe.